0: All right. So first of all, I just want to say thank you to each one of you for agreeing to do this. Uh, before we dive in, this is going to be airing on mother's day. So I just want to say happy mother's day to each one of you. My mom is here for this. So, uh, I literally wouldn't be here without you literally. So, uh, happy mother's day to you. But, um, uh, our goal for the the time together is actually pretty simple. Um, we want to provide encouragement to the women, and sometimes, depending on your life situation, circumstances around Mother's Day can be hard for you, and and not just for women, but for men too. If you know maybe they didn't have a great mom or recently lost their mom, so there's a lot of situations that people can find themselves in. And we want to show them the hope of Jesus and um, provide encouragement to them. So thank you for agreeing uh, to do it. And uh, I think in order to provide some context for the people that are watching, it would be good to introduce yourself and maybe give us a little bit of information about where you've found yourself in in this season of life. So, Mom, why don't we start with you?
1: Well, I'm Jackie Jordan, and... I have Landon, and I also have a daughter named Mandy, and this season of life is being a grandmother for me, and it's like getting to do things all over again, but knowing more than what I knew before when I was raising my own kids.
2: Um, Okay, I'm Bree, um, and currently where I find myself is... I recently started a new career at Jason High Farm Bureau in Newton, and it's been quite the adjustment getting used to working um, locked indoors and away from people. So, but I mean, God bless, I can still work.
3: I'm Kendall Smith. I have three kids: Oliver, Lily, and Braum, and I'm a teacher at Walton Life Center. So now I'm teaching.
0: I like how quick you said their names because I would totally mess my kids' names up. <laughs> you thought through that better by not naming them all with the same letter yes, at the front end.
4: My name's Sherry, and uh, I have two kids, Brendan and Krista, and I'm in the elementary age parenting, which is interesting because I feel like I'm still in the young kids' age, but I'm not, and things are easy. And fun, and I'm just enjoying the stage of life we're in as a family.
0: So I want to hear from all of you on what Mother's Day means to you. So um, maybe let's start at the end down there this time and work our way around. What does Mother's Day mean to you?
4: I have a good relationship with my mother. I had a great relationship with my grandmother, too. Um, I'm blessed that... Life was easy, and I was brought up, I think, the way that God designed families to function. Um, I lost my mother-in-law six years ago. She and I were best friends. That was very hard for me. But in general, it's easy for me to want to celebrate this holiday with people because it is something special. I think women do a lot of work. And it gets overlooked. And so it's just kind of fun to have a day where we just get to tell each other that we love we love each other and that it's it's a good experience.
3: Yeah, I would agree. I think for me, it's a good day to celebrate my mom and my mother-in-law, who are both amazing women and obviously would never bring that recognition upon themselves. But it's a good day for us to stop and just take time to. Celebrate what they do, and then as a mom, I think it's it's always just a nice day to reflect on how thankful I am that I have three kids and just get to be a mom to them and celebrate that.
2: Yeah, well, I'm not a mom yet, <laughs> so but um, Mother's Day, I just I really think it's a beautiful day to give recognition to my mom, my alma, my grandma, my aunts. I mean, they are. They're real life superheroes. I mean, they've really been there for me through everything. My biggest supporters, especially my mom. I have really close with my mom and Alma. So, I mean, I couldn't trade them for the world. And I'm really glad that we have a special, special holiday to give them the recognition that they deserve. If not every day, they deserve it every day. But I'm glad that we have a day that
1: we get to
2: celebrate
3: them
1: all day do. Sounds like you've all been very blessed through that Mother's yes. Day time. Um Well, when I was young, Mother's Day was that special time that I could make something special for my mom. You know, we always make something at school and then give it to her. And it's this big surprise, you know, for her. Um, And as I got older, I realized how important my mom was because of all the hard work she did to keep my family together. Um, I have five brothers and one sister. And um, we lost my dad when I was three. So I really recognized that as I got older, how, how much work she really did to keep us together. And as a mom, I just think of it as a focused time for family, uh, an intentional time to spend with family and recognize the blessing that family really is.
0: Good. Obviously, the context that we're in, everybody watching this is for church service. So specifically, I want to hear how as a woman, your relationship with Christ uh, is viewed and maybe some of the blessings or strengths that have come from being a follower of Jesus. And obviously uh, from a female perspective, um, Kendall, why don't, why don't you take this one first? Well, <laughs> as a woman, how do you view your relationship with Jesus and some strengths and blessings that have come from that.
3: Yeah, I think um, the more that I read the Bible, the more I read about Jesus, the more I realize that um, Jesus was for people who did not have rights and power back in the day. And one of those groups was women. And so just reading how much he loved um, and empowered women has been really freeing for me to realize that, that he loves me with a. A really powerful love and strength and he equips me and all of us i mean men too he equips all of us to do that for those around us that he um, gives us that ability to love and to serve and to lead and to do that in his strength uh, no
1: matter who we are or where we're from so
0: mom what are your thoughts
1: well as I was reading that and I was thinking about that, that partner it for me, it's a partnership a hundred percent that someone who I can always go to mm-hmm. who's always there no matter what, no, you know, and so, um, someone who can guide me throughout any situation. And that relationship is also like you said, daily. Um, and for me, it's a learning adventure. I love to learn. So I'm continually growing and, Um, reading the Bible, like you said, Kendall, it's, there's always something new and, um, just no matter what I'm going through that moment in time, no matter how I feel, I, I can be reassured. God's got it. You know, he's there for me and he understands everything. And there may be things I don't understand, but I know I can trust and obey.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, is there any habits or practices that you guys have kind of instituted in your life that you felt like has been most helpful in, in kind of pursuing this relationship? I mean, you talked about reading the Bible, both of you, but, um, how how does that look for you? What, What do you read? Um, how do you read it? When do you read it?
3: I mean, for me that, that, um, most powerful time is first thing in the morning. I like to get a good head start on my kids waking up, and so I do get up early and um, just spend a lot of time reading and journaling and praying and listening and then reading other books and just trying to start my day off with um, that perspective, knowing that that He can empower me through whatever happens. Because <laughs> I was just thinking this this morning, but like in that quiet time, in my mind, I can visualize what the perfect mom is going to look like throughout the day. And then it feels like sometimes as soon as the house wakes up, (laughs) I revert back into, you know, doing it in my own strength. And so I really, really need um, just that awareness that Jesus is with me Hmm. and that if I can lean into him, he can help me do things in a way that pleases him and in a way that loves my kids and my family better than what I
1: can do by myself for sure. That's really good. Um, And Kendall said about doing it in your own strength. That's my personality, and and that's sin, because we need to rely on the Lord. Um, And I guess I've always wanted to have that established time like what you talked about, but it's like I get a pattern going, and then something happens, and it goes astray. But I have my Bible and Bible verses posted throughout the house that I, can, I know I can recall and go go on, and, and that nurtures me and feeds me so that I continue. Um, and one of the best things I've ever done is join Bible Study Fellowship because it's with other women, and it's a set time, and you really dig deep into the Word mm-hmm. and, and learn
0: and grow. Mm-hmm. So I hear you saying routine is helpful, um, and it's it a set time early mornings is what it is for you. It doesn't have to be that way for everybody, but a, a routine and a set time is a, is a helpful tool. That's good.
4: I would like to, answer yeah, that question too. please do. Um, cause when I think about this question as a woman, how do you view your relationship with Christ? I think there's a lot of, I'm an emotional being, you know, God created women to emotionally connect, which is why we're can be nurturing and caring for families. And, um, when I fell in love with Jesus, it really did change how I approached life because instead of looking for my emotional needs being met from my husband or through my kids or even in just friendships or relationships to recognize that that's not healthy and that Jesus is there to meet that need. And so if I turn and I rely on that, then um, my joy and enthusiasm can pour out to other people. And so I'm at my healthiest when I'm intimate with Christ. And so I just think that's been the biggest blessing in my life.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. The, the strength that he gives us mm-hmm. so that we can nurture others. I think one of the blessings that being a woman, we just have that ability to nurture. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that to teach those aha moments moments when, when you've helped someone. There's nothing more rewarding than that to me anyway.
0: Very good. So um, maybe and sure you, you guys would like to take this one. In my experience through high school and college, and then even in working in public schools for a while and a, a college, um, I've had a whole host, like far and away, not even close group of girls tell me that they don't have any real female friends so from a cultural perspective in fact i've had them tell me they prefer to have the guy friends because there's less drama and furthermore i found that those (laughs) girls who do have close female friends it's almost like some of their other friends maybe have some sort of jealousy about that and so they can almost be you know cruel in in how they treat that other person because or those two people specifically uh because they're close friends they're kind of held in contempt but um i was just wondering what advice you might give someone who is trying to cultivate a friendship um you know from your perspective you know a female and a female how do you cultivate those friendships when it's almost like um It's impossible to do or it seems like, like I said, in my experience, most of the girls that I've talked to, they say they don't have any close girlfriends. How do you how do you resolve that?
4: That's such a steep question to ask. I mean, you're really going deep here. um, And I actually had this conversation with you several weeks ago. Because when I look back on my high school and college experience, I had all guy friends. I I mean, I have a twin sister. And so I had a built-in best friend that, you know, it didn't matter what happened. We'd always get along. Um, But I didn't have girlfriends. And now I do. And so I've taken some time to look at what the difference is. And honestly, um, like I said earlier, I think women were very emotional beings. And that's a hard time in life to navigate how we're feeling and how we relate to people. And um, if we're not in a healthy place, we're also very selfish. And so a lot of the reasons I think that women choose to to have guy friends at that age is because they're emotionally consistent and there's less effort that needs to be put into a relationship. Whereas women, we take more effort in relationships, but at the same time, more effort means more reward. Mm -hmm. And I look now and I have a, a best girlfriend that we go out once a month. And my husband always jokes, are you going out on your date night? And (laughs) yes, I am. Um, because we can have that intimate connection with each other and just really share and be open. And so I think, um, the only thing I would encourage women that might feel the same way, you know, high school girls, college girls, whatever it may be, I would say, um, stop being so self-focused and we have to enter any relationship with a level of humility and recognize that we need to give grace and show compassion and be patient because you know we might not agree with somebody i mean kendall and i don't even agree on certain things and we're great friends and so you we have to make allowances for each other and and still put in the effort because i think it's worth it in the long run
2: this was a really good question i feel for me because i graduated in 2018 um, and i saw this so much day-to-day basis and i always told people i was like i have so many guy friends because i have so much drama it really is true and it's hard to really really develop a good strong relationship and i mean um going through high school i always felt like it was a competition like who who got the most likes on instagram or who um, who has the latest fashion trend you know and it's just sad because some of my previous relationships i mean a boy got in the you know what i mean just fragile little silly things and it's just, we kind of battle at each other, and I guess, like Sherry said, just like that connection level, like we just, we don't want to put all the time and effort, and it's a really weird transition in life, um, going from, you know, high school to adult life, it's been weird for me, I look back at the person I was two years ago, I'm like, wow, it's crazy, so, but, I mean, yeah, and especially with nowadays and social media especially. I mean, it is such a competition out there. You look at your Instagram feed, and I mean, it's just how many likes do you get or how many followers do you have? And it's, I feel like we're just so focused nowadays on you, like bettering yourself. We've kind of lost that connection with one another. And I mean, you know, you have your social media friends, and it's like that's, all I, that's how I keep in touch with you. I found this amazing verse. Um, that really encouraged me, too, with this First um, Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. I just feel like you really need to encourage one another and build each other up. That's a huge thing. So just be patient with one another. Be loving towards one another. You don't always have to be a competition or a fight. Just love one another.
0: Yeah. So for me, I mean, the heart behind the question was I, I was having all these experiences and I just in my mind, I thought, well, that really shouldn't be how life works. Like, <laughs> you know, there's the passage, iron sharpens iron. Well, that means females sharpen females and males sharpen males. And it's not that you shouldn't have those relationships with other people, but there are some things that you can't resolve in a male, female advise and shouldn't. And, you know, I hear people have told me now that I'm an adult by age. Um, they yeah, say, yeah. Uh, well, my spouse is my best friend. Well, that's good. They should be your best friend. But there's some things that your spouse can't resolve and that you need another perspective of the same, you know, gender. So uh, anyway, um, I I, I want to kind of piggyback off something you said though because you talked about social media so wow what a difficult landmine to navigate in today's world in social media so how do you um i think i asked laura this when we did our little interview together too most people just post their highlight reel on social media you don't get the 300 takes they took to get that one picture so how do you navigate a world of highlight reels and how do you not fall prey to just posting your highlight reel and and how do you be genuine and use social media for an authentic purpose and, and godly purpose? Um, who wants to,
4: well, you know, I want to jump in here real quick because, uh, Facebook has, you know, your memories pop up Mm -hmm. and I have a lot of posts from four to seven years ago when I was a stay at home mom. And honestly, I think I was Lacking the relationships I needed, and so I was seeking attention from from my friends on social media. And to be able to reflect back on that now that I'm later in life and that I've grown spiritually and I've had more experiences, I can recognize that it's a cry for help. Um, and I think sometimes, especially if some of us are a little bit more stable in, in an environment like social media, we can come alongside some of those people and build relationships personally and help them have that need met. But at the same time, we have to recognize that it is just a tool and it's not something that should define our lives or it's something that we should be thinking about. And so, um, I limit, personally, I limit how much time I spend on. I like to scroll. I love Instagram. I love looking at people's pictures because it's it's just fun to see what everybody else is doing, especially in a social isolation time of life. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I have to guard that time and because I recognize that when there are times where I hop on social media and I start to feel discontent And not for any particular reason, but just because I'm recognizing other people's highlight reels. And so I just have to make sure that I go in um, with the right mindset, that this is just to catch up with friends or to see how people are living life, but not to project any of that onto my own life and say, my life is not great. You know, we can only find contentment in Christ. And that's the biggest thing that we have to recognize no matter how we use our social media. I used to be
3: a lot more active on social media too. Um, And I would post a lot and I look back now and I'm embarrassed. (laughs) Not (laughs) because it was like permanent record. it just like so immature sometimes. But I did go through a season where I had to reflect and ask myself, what's my purpose in posting a lot of this? And I realized that that my agenda um, was that I wanted people to think I was a good mom. And so my pictures Mm -hmm. all went to, to try to get that affirmation and that feedback. And so I think since realizing that, Um, I have backed way off just because I recognize that that's not healthy. Um, and I also recognized my own feelings of, of jealousy. I mean, I have friends also who, who say they can look through a highlight reel or through their friends, Instagram posts, just because they're happy for them and they like to catch up. But that wasn't me. Like I would get jealous and really discontent with that. And so I realized I'm a better friend when I'm not interacting Mm -hmm. with my best friends through Instagram. And so for me, I've just had to
1: limit it a lot and post very little. That's a good point about the whole content because we need to be content in what we have ourselves.
0: Pray before you post purpose in your post. That's good. All right, let's change the subject a little bit and talk maybe about some hurts or challenges that you've experienced as a woman and maybe even uh, in motherhood, but it doesn't have to be specific. To that, but most importantly, how has your faith helped you overcome that challenge or that hurt?
1: I've had those hurts and experiences, you know. Yeah,
0: I I know your daughter, so that (laughs) (laughs) it clearly wasn't me. Um,
1: Well, you know, no mother really wants to see their child hurt or suffering, and we've talked about how tough girls women can be on each other, that whole drama piece. (laughs) And um, that was something we went through. And, you know, hindsight is always one of those things, oh, (laughs) but I can't go back and change it. And so the desire as a woman to want what's best for your kids and not to see them ever hurt. But we made a decision when... Um, our kids were younger to change schools, without thinking about the fact that junior high is one of the worst times for a girl to change schools, and so that's that's a tough thing. That boy, if I could do over, that'd be a do over. Um, and then just knowing this is the hardest thing. I already said how a strong personality for me. Wanting to do everything to make everything right. Uh, I also am a people pleaser and I wanted everything to go smoothly for my kids. Um, and you can't control that. Yet you have to give it to God and then leave it in God's hands. And that's so hard for me. I'm getting better as I get older, you know, at practice at that. So, um, but one of the things is guiding in friendships because of the hurt being able to help our children find good friends friends that will benefit them
4: um you know it's interesting because i i loved working full-time i really felt like my calling in life was to pursue ministry and nothing else and um I had to learn that even working in ministry could be an idol. And God used motherhood to teach me that because I went from doing what I love to being at home with small children. And not (laughs) that that's bad, but none of my needs were met. And so I went from um, loving life to experiencing every change that can all your world in about six months, and it was hard, and I sunk into a very deep depression and anxiety. And um, we'll see if we can get through this without crying. Um, but you know, I think God used that time to really break me down and show me that. Nothing can replace his love for me, and I was trying to do that through other things. And so um, staying at home with my children was the best gift I've ever had, but it was also the, the most trying. Um, and so there's several verses that I just lived in for years, but one was um, Psalm 94, uh 17 through 19, but it talks about if the Lord had not been my help, my soul would have lived in the land of silence. When I thought my foot slips, your steadfast love, O Lord, held me up. When the care of my heart is many, your consolations cheer my soul. So um, I had to remind myself that just because my needs weren't being met by my husband or my children or a job situation, that God was there and he wanted me the whole time. He, he was yearning for me to turn to him and to be with him. So um, that I would say is the biggest challenge for any mother. I mean, in general, motherhood is a, everything changes. Everything changes from the time that you have children to the time they leave the house, I assume. It's always learning how do I navigate this change. And so making sure that we are being grounded and rooted in Christ during those changes, I think is most important to learn in regards to motherhood.
3: And I think I came at it from an opposite perspective because I worked for a few years, but then I had kids. And for me, the kids was like, that's what was going to be so fulfilling to me. Like I really, really wanted to be a mom. And so my years with kids initially were amazing. I loved it. It felt like this is what I was made to do. And I was working part-time too. So I was not home all the time, which, which was a lifesaver. But, um, as my kids have grown and gotten a little bit older, we're still elementary, junior high age, but, um, I feel that loss of control a little bit where, you know, I'm not like parenting them and they're staying in my house all the time. They're, they're growing and making their own decisions. And that, that creates anxiety and, and feelings like that in my own heart, um, but I also realized how much I tied my identity to being a mom. Mm. And so now that I've gone back to work and, you know, I'm moving out of that little kid stage, I've had to really figure out who I am again and mm. realize that um, I am who God's made me to be and find my identity in him. Rather than putting all that pressure on my kids to be identified by who they are or their behavior
4: or their choices or whatever. So we have to recognize that for Mother's Day, there's a lot of single moms out there. There's divorced. There's women that have lost children. And that might not be my experience, but I I want people to know, especially in New Anthem Church or beyond that, you know, God has a plan and God has us in his hands and he is ready to protect us and take care of us. And I think sometimes we we hold on to life, you know, with a closed fist and we just have to recognize that the second we open it, there's going to be hurt. I mean, we're bound to hurt. We live in a sinful world, but it's how we respond to that and, and who we choose to connect ourselves with. I think that makes the difference. So having that deep connection with Christ and also, you know, my love for New Anthem Church is that we do take care of each other here. And I want women to know that this is a church that's going to love on them and love their children in the process, too, if they're experiencing those hurts.
0: One of the other things I, I'd love to get some perspective on is the idea of being female and how you can help people because of that. Um, like, what ways can you encourage women to have a positive impact because of their womanhood? Um, that's That's the question I'm asking. Brie, have you got any wisdom on how you've coming right out of high school and maybe even given some advice to those high school and college age girls or single girls? What ways can you use that womanhood piece of your life? to help make a positive impact
2: i'm not a mom but being a sister and being a friend and being a nanny um and just being a part of a small group and everything you know just um taking care of people we have that in our built in ourselves that we just we want to take care of everything and everybody um and just nurturing people and it's it's powerful i feel like we we impact lives so much and i mean women really don't get a ton of recognition especially as mom like i look back i and sometimes terrible at, you know, telling my mom how much I really do appreciate her and love her for everything she's done for me. Cause it's crazy. Like you think, <laughs> you think about it. I'm like, golly, if I was if, like, I was my daughter, I would. So props to her. She's, yeah. <laughs> she's amazing. She's really, she's really been there for me through everything. So it's just, we, we do so much and, um, you know, any role that you play, you have a crazy powerful impact.
1: I'd like to jump in on what you were saying yeah, about all, yeah. all that your mom has done. And yes. if you think about all of that stress that goes along, yeah. along with that, because sometimes sometimes those demands, or at least for myself, I know I put them on myself mm-hmm. instead of others. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, too, when, you, when you're working or taking care of kids, and you mentioned earlier, like single moms. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I would urge every woman to have is a prayer warrior, at at least one person that you know, another woman Mm -hmm. that you can call. And I had one of those. Um, And boy, we would go to the altar and she would pray with me no matter what the situation. And it's just like you get this release because you know, you're able to give it to the Lord and, and you have that person who can help you with that.
4: Um, I did a great study a few years ago. Um, Girls Gone Wise and a World Gone Wild by Mary Cassian. I don't know if any of you are familiar with it, but she talks a lot about complementarianism Mm -hmm. and that God created women specifically as a helper role to a man. So even in the original text, Ish is Hebrew for man and Isha is helper. And that's the name that the woman has. And so I think... um, even for so much of my life, I've really struggled in that role. Like I want to be in control all the time. Like that's just more comfortable for me. And to recognize that um, being a helper isn't a bad thing. You know, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And that we can, um, we recognize needs or situations differently than a man can. Mm -hmm. And so God created us in that harmony so that we can uh, meet the needs of other people, whether it's in a marriage relationship or elsewhere. You know, I just I I see the value that women bring into a relationship or a situation, and um and we should just recognize that, that it's a good thing that we think differently or that we act differently because we can um, complement whatever is happening and and make sure that we're supporting people that way. Um, I. I love working full time. I still do. I mean, it's just what I love to do, and I don't think that that's a bad thing. And there's some women that are out there that are working full time with young ones at home. And um, I want to recognize too that that that's a struggle. And you know, good for you, ladies, for putting in the effort of raising not only raising your family but taking care of your family too. Um, but I also want to say it's okay for women to be at home. There's nothing wrong with that either. And so I think we just have to recognize that no matter where we end up and how we end up using our gifts, it's okay, as long as we're pursuing um, serving Christ the way
1: he intended us to. Yes, most -hmm. important.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I I pray every night for my daughters that they grow up to be strong, courageous Christian women, that that's certainly my goal as a male. But I also pray that they find a husband who will love them like Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that men's call is equally as important so regardless of where you land on the idea of complementarianism or helper or whatever our call is to give up some things for each other in a spouse relationship specifically and certainly parent-child relationship but um, you know i think that's probably one of the things i'm most concerned about in culture is that we've kind of put ourselves at the forefront and we're not willing to sacrifice for each other so much anymore. And that's the thing that I want people to really grab a hold of is that, you know, our call as male and female are to love each other and give up some of the things that, that maybe we desire in an effort to love each other better and love God better. So, um, last question, this wasn't in your notes. Here's what I want to hear from you. What do you want a guys to know on Mother's Day?
4: I will say when I, my children were small, I just wanted a day off. I just <laughs> didn't care. I didn't need gifts. Honestly, I didn't. I just wanted to not have to do what I normally have to do. You know, everybody needs a break and, you know, especially in this season right now, when we're all stuck in our homes together. We, we need a break. And so that's what I would say for men. It doesn't matter what you do. Just do something in order to let your wife know that you value her time and that she can take, you know, an hour or two off or a day off and just enjoy herself to, you know, sit down, read, relax, take a nap, I fully support nap taking. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'd like to say. I don't know that I love that answer. So you can cut that one out. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to
3: say flowers are nice, but four hours in a Starbucks with a book and no other children around are also wonderful (laughs) gifts. Um, But I would agree that break from normal. That's kind of the, the tradition we've started in the last few years is we get out of the house and we go hike somewhere And that's amazing for me because I love being outdoors anyway, but it, it just gives you a break and kind of fills your soul again. So it doesn't have to be the traditional gift, whatever is loving and life giving to your wife is wonderful.
1: I'm not one that really needs those gifts too, just simple things, um, like that break or to go and hike, um. For us, it's to work in the garden. Mm -hmm. I love to garden, and I actually see that as our retirement gig to be able to raise and sell food to others. Um, But I think one of the most important things is just to truly take time to listen. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: That's a gift in itself. So,
2: yeah. Um, I guess I'll kind of say it too, for more of a daughter perspective to and to men. Just you know, tell them how much you appreciate them. I mean, my mom does so much, my alma does so much, and she never expects anything in return. You know, being of five kids, especially when all of us are us four are only like two and a year apart. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. So, but <laughs> just you know, tell them how much you appreciate them and love them, and I mean, words go really far actions go really far i love you know just having a little time to themselves gifts are great too but you know just appreciation ultimately because they don't get near as much as they deserve
0: very good well um i just again want to say thank you i think there's some very good stuff uh in here and helpful and um I'm, I'm working from memory here, but I believe Adam names his wife Eve because she's the mother of all things living. And yet, it was at the time where they didn't have any kids. And so um, I would say women were created you know, to be mothers of things, not necessarily their own children, but... Um, God has created women with this ability to to do things specifically in that regard. So I want to say Happy Mother's Day, not just to you, but to all of the women and mothers of all living things. So uh, thanks again. And I would love if maybe one of you would like to close us in prayer um, so I can pick somebody.
4: i love to pray.
0: Okay, very good. So I
4: would I'd be honored to close this. Thank you. God, thank you so much for this day that we get to celebrate um, how you created us to function, Lord. Thank you for mothers. Thank you that they give us life. Uh, Thank you that they love unconditionally, Lord, that they serve wholeheartedly. Um, And we just pray as women, Lord, and even as your followers, that we can find our intimacy and our love through you and that you'll meet those needs so that we can serve other people. So we just celebrate this time that we could be together and to share our journey, Lord, and we just pray that um, during this week we can find ways to appreciate the people around us. In your name we pray, amen. amen.